This is episode 498 of the Locked on Texas Rangers podcast. Today, I'm breaking down the best case scenario, the absolute cream of the crop, what the Rangers could do in free agency, fulfilling my wildest free agency dreams that probably won't ever come true. Um, all that and more, all kinds of great stuff coming up on this episode of Locked on Rangers. Let's get into it. You are Locked On Rangers, your daily Texas Rangers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On to the Texas Rangers. I'm your host, Bryce Paddock, here on this Black Friday. I hope you all had a great Thanksgiving. I am thankful for hitting over 100 subscribers on Locked On Rangers' YouTube page. Thankful for each and every one of you who listen to the show, and thank you for making Locked On Rangers your first listen every single day. Also thankful, I guess, to spend time with my family. Um, if you have some Black Friday deals, um, you know, I don't, I don't know, go, go spend some money. Get, get hopeful about baseball. It's looking like there's starting to be some reports and some rumblings about things that are happening, so maybe this episode will be outdated by Monday. But that'll be Monday, so you got a whole weekend to enjoy me being hopeful about the Rangers, something that hasn't happened a whole lot in recent years. But, you know, it a rebuild, rebuilds are tough. Rebuilds are tough, and they're tough for a while. And this this team has given me lots of reasons to be sad. Um, but today, you know, I'm, I'm, choosing, I'm choosing to believe. I'm choosing to be a bright-eyed, bushy-tailed optimist today which is something I haven't done about the Rangers in a hot minute. So let's go ahead and do it. Let's set up what's happening in this episode. Um, so today I, I broke down on uh, Wednesday's episode, the worst case scenario for the Rangers. Um, it's looking like Javi Baez is, is not going to be in the Rangers' plans um, to be a last-minute um, panic sighting because he is talking to Detroit, he is talking to Boston, he is talking to the Mets. Um, that is according to John Heyman and according to um, Ken Rosenthal of The Athletic. And uh, John Heyman said that the Tigers are unwilling to go to $300 million on shortstops, which means they're likely out of the Carlos Correa and uh, Corey Seager sweepstakes. I honestly think that Corey Seager is going to have... It, it's going to be close. It's going to be close with Corey Seager if he gets $300 million. I think it's it's no doubt that somebody's going to pay Carlos Correa $300 million. It might be the Rangers. It might be. But it's going to take a whole heck of a lot of money to get there. Um, but let's set the market. What am I giving myself? What are my rules? The most optimistic projection, projections have the Rangers adding $100 million, maybe more, maybe a little bit more um, in payroll, putting the 2022 payroll at uh, $151 million if you like the numbers that Fangrass gives you, or uh, $148 million, according to uh, Spotrack, Spotrack, whatever, however you pronounce that website. But if we're going with the uh, Fangrass numbers, that $151 million would put them at uh, 12th in Major League Baseball in payroll last season, just behind the Braves and ahead of the Blue Jays, which kind of makes sense for the market size. It doesn't make sense for a team that's going to be probably decently bad next year, but they've had big payrolls while having a decently bad or a losing record team. Uh, just like 2019, they had a losing record that year, and they were in uh, 12th place. That was the last time they tried to field an actually competitive team. Um, so that feels like it, it makes about sense. Doing more than that feels like I'm being way too optimistic and just saying, yeah, what if they sign Carlos Correa and Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon, and then Clayton Kershaw comes home and Max Scherzer also signs here. And also, you know, everyone just 
quits their contracts and comes to play for the Rangers. Like that, that that's too hunky dory for me. That's a little out of my mind. Um, hundred million dollars even feels a bit much, but I'm, I told you I'm going to be an optimist today. So I'm going to lead into it. So let's look at these targets. Let's set up what we're doing. We're going to start with the big names, the shortstops, um, the big four, if you will, which I'm including Marcus Simeon as a shortstop, but he might play second base. If the Rangers get one of the other bigger three in uh, Correa, Seager, or Story. Now let's look at some projections for these guys. Um, for some of these guys, I have just my own projection of just you know taking a market value of, of other projections and and saying where I think it's going to be. Um, other of these are actual other, I guess more monetarily conscious sites uh, projections. But for this Carlos Correa. Um, I'm projecting that he's going to go for 10 years, $325 million. That is a uh, 32.5 average annual value. I, I just I have a hard time believing that the Tigers aren't really all in on him and aren't going to give him $300 million. I just I feel like that's going to get ironed out. I think that's something that Carlos Correa's camp is obviously leaking to the media to get them to pony up. Um, and especially if Javier Baez goes somewhere else to the Mets or to um, Boston, then I think, yeah. Yeah, I think that makes sense for them to be more willing to pony up and get him because I, ju I just feel like that's the most makes the most sense. I also saw a report that the Yankees are out on the big three shortstops. They are looking um, more to re-sign Aaron Judge, who is heading into his walk here, which makes sense. Aaron Judge is very good. Maybe better than any of these guys. Maybe. I don't know. It's close. Um, but that would be kind of wild if they didn't go in on these guys. And so with those two things of them casting lingering doubts with the two biggest competitors who I thought the Rangers were going to be competing with for these big shortstops, maybe the Rangers just offering $300 million gets them one of these big guys. Um, but I still don't think it's Carlos Correa. And I also, I just, all the other stuff with Carlos Correa, I just don't want him. So let's say, let's say we go with Corey Seager, um, 10 years, $300 million. That is $30 million average annual value. Um, for, for my bad math's sake, let's just say all these deals, they're just exactly the average annual value every single year um, so that my math can just be mediocre. Um, let's see. So we're sitting at $51 million. We're going we're gonna to go with the $51 million. Um, and uh, with this Corey Seager, he is the one that I'm picking. You are the one that I want, Corey Seager. Um, always have been, always will be. So that puts the Rangers payroll... We were at 51 million, now we are at 81 million dollars. So we have 70 million left to play with um, at this point, which is good. That's good, you get your top target. If they literally just got Corey Seager and like two mediocre pitchers, I'd be like, good, great off season. You got Corey Seager, he's awesome. He has been spectacular, he has been inconsistent, but um, has been really stinking good. Um, he's projected next year to baseball reference to have uh, 19 home runs in uh, 467 plate appearances and on base of 350 uh, an OPS just under 850 really solid season would be much better than anyone the Rangers have this year by far um, has been named to two all-star teams one rookie of the year was top three in MVP voting as a rookie in 157 games back in 2016 has had a little bit of problems with injury issues but has hit well and has won a World Series in Texas. Has a relationship with Chris Woodward. I don't know how good it is, but I'm, I'm sure it's it's a relationship. He finished top 10 in MVP voting back in 2020. Played in 52 games of the 60-game season. A 943 OPS. 
This year, only played 95 games, but had 915 OPS in those 95 games, 16 home runs at that point. Um, his career high is 26 home runs back in 2016 and uh, 22 home runs back in 2017. Hasn't really played enough games to um, have a, another 20 home run season. Besides then, has only played 100 plus games in a season once since 2017, his last All-Star season. So maybe even $300 million is a lot, but I, I just think he's so good when he's healthy. If the Rangers feel confident that they can keep him healthy, then they will feel confident in him being their big star that they go and get this offseason. He played 134 games back in 2019, 2018. He only played in 26 games and only played 95 games this year, but an on-base of 394 this year and slugging over 500. That is just so good from a guy who is a pretty decent shortstop. I'm not going to say great, but he is pretty decent, and that would be a huge, absolutely ginormous signing for the Rangers. It would be a lot of confidence in his health, but I think he can do it, and I think that he is worth the money because he is incredibly good when healthy. Just incredibly good. Now, we're going to take a quick quick. We can come back and look a little bit more at um, who else I think the Rangers have signed. Maybe one more middle infielder. Could they get a second one? I don't know. We're going to look at it right after this word from Built Bar. I need to tell you guys about Built Bar. It is the most wonderful time of the year. It's Black Friday. Built is going all out to make this Black Friday weekend the most delicious Black Friday that ever was in the history of Black Fridays. New limited time flavors, new types of bars, and a winter wonderland of a deal. You want high-end delicious discount? All the Black Friday weekend, you get 20% off anything and everything at Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED20. There's a new flavor, uh, Ruby Coconut Puffs. There's a new flavor, Lemon Dip Cheesecake Puffs, and all kinds of other great stuff. I had a Built Bar. You know, I was talking about how you need to have a Built Bar um, before Thanksgiving because your, your family eats late and you need to prepare and it can make you less hangry. Well, I did that. And I was less hangry. So you could say that I was a better family member, a better son, a better grandson, a better nephew, all because I ate a Built Bar before Thanksgiving and I wasn't hangry. So, like I said, there are 20% off Built Bars this weekend, plus two free Crave Bars, all at Built.com. Plus, you can get 60% off Built Broth and Built Boost and 40% off Built Swag. Just enter code LOCK20 at Built.com. Now, I know what you might be thinking. Bryce, are you crazy? Are you crazy getting two big shortstops, putting one of them at, at second base? You're insane. Which, you know, it might be true. It might be true. I might be insane. But I already ca- crossed off Carlos Correa, so I'm not that insane. I did go for Corey Seager, who is, you know, probably just about at that level. But. They still have $100 million, so I'm still at, what, uh, $70 million to uh, play with? Yeah, I think I have $70 million to play with. 100 minus 30 is 70. Yeah, I can do math real good. Um, so let's look at some of these other guys. It, would it make more sense with Trevor Story and, and Marcus Simeon versus Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon? I don't know. I don't know how much of a difference there is. I think 10 years, $300 million is a pretty good um, average of about what these places are thinking that Corey Seager is going to sign for. Um, Forbes even had a little bit higher on him. Um, I'm not sure. They had him higher than uh, making more money than Correa. Forbes had him going to the Yankees for 10 years and $320 million. I don't think that's going to be the case. This article was published back in um, November 9th, and a lot of things have come out since then. So I think, yeah, 10 years, $300 million, that feels pretty safe on that. 
um, front. But Trevor Story, what is the projection for him? Forbes had him at six years, $155 million. That is $25.8 average million dollars average annual value. So about $4 million less per year. Um, and obviously a significantly shorter deal than Corey Seager. Mm, maybe. Maybe you feel better about that. But there's a couple of different projections for Marcus Simeon, according to The Athletic. Um, they had him for five years, $148 million. That's $29.6 million average annual value. That feels about right to me. Um, Scott Boris was trying to say that he's going to get a $200 million deal. I, I don't think that's the case. I really don't. I think that's a lot of money. Um, a lot of years for a guy who just turned 31. Um, or is turning 31. I can't remember specifically. Let me go double check. Um, Marcus Simeon is uh, 31, just turned 31 at the end of September or the middle of September. So yeah, that he's not getting a 10-year, $20 million average um, kind of deal. I don't think he's even getting an eight-year deal. That feels like a lot for a guy who's had two really good seasons um, and a couple of, of pretty decent ones. Um, I just, I feel like that's a lot for a guy who's had really just two breakout seasons um, i don't know how he wasn't an all-star in 2019 he finished third in mvp voting but wasn't an all-star i guess it's just because he's an oakland a people just kind of forgot um but he had a really fantastic 2019 season and an even better 2021 season when his first gold glove was playing shortstop or was playing second base um would i trust his defense more than Corey seager mm -hmm. i don't know i think Corey seager if you're paying him like significantly more than I think that might be uh, the case. But uh, anyway, MLB Trade Rumors also had a different deal, different projection for him. They had six years, $138 million for a $23 million average annual value. That feels a little low. Maybe that's more accurate. Maybe the the, the real number is somewhere in the different in the middle, like a five-year $125 million deal. So five years and $25 million average as opposed to nearly 30 or 23. 23 feels low. 29.6 maybe feels a little high. I'm not sure. But let's just go with the high one because I, I feel like, I don't know. I feel myself being too optimistic. But let's say they get Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I just I just got lightheaded from that statement. Um, let's see. We have used $30 million. Now we have used... Um, 29.6 so that leaves us with uh let's see how much budget left to do oh my gosh this should not be that hard 40 million 40.4 million there we go 40.4 million left to play with i think we can do that i think we do that for sure um let's say the budget is at a uh, hundred and eleven ish 111-ish million, right? 110.4, I think. I don't know. Um, we got 40.4 million to play with. So who have we got left? Well, I would like one infielder, one outfielder, two starting pitchers. That's that's the goal. Um, this is the gravy version of that. Um, so sorry to Trevor Story. You are out. You are exed. Um, we, are, we are not doing this with you today hope you have a nice life a nice career sign some nice place and um not here but if you did be very happy to have you 
very happy. This is my this is my dream scenario. So this is what we're doing at this point. Now let's look at the outfielders. How much money do we have to play with? Uh, like I said, forty point four million dollars to play with, which is a a decent chunk of change. I think they can get the rest of what they want in that. Maybe they can't. Maybe they can't. Maybe I did bite off more than I can chew. Um, but we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to look at the two outfielders um, and the starting pitching that I think the Rangers could sign in this absolute best-case scenario. But first, I want to talk to you guys about Bet Online. It's Thanksgiving. We all know what that means. Football. And nothing goes better with football than turkey and betting. BetOnline has you covered for all the holiday season. More props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this Thanksgiving. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website. Sign up today. Receive your 50% welcome bonus with the promo code locked on to receive your bonus. And it's not just football. BetOnline has all the pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, even your favorite Vegas casino games. So don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. You can bet on my happiness being uh, tied up in what the Rangers do this offseason. But bet online. We are stuffed with deals this Thanksgiving. Now, let's take a look at this. Um, let's take a look at what's going to happen with Rangers. Now, they have, like I said, $40.4 million. They need to sign two pitchers. Um, they, they need to sign two pitchers. And, uh, my gosh. Do they have enough room for an outfielder? Do they have enough room? If we get real creative, maybe we can do it. Maybe I've already bit off too much. Maybe I want to adjust my math. Maybe I want to add some extra money. Maybe I will. I don't know. This is my podcast. So we're, we'll, if do I stick to the rules? I don't know. We'll see. But uh, Nick Castellanos, he is projected by The Athletic to make uh, – to sign a five-year, $126 million deal. That's $25.2 million average annual value. That would be more than half of the reigning budget. And I like Nick Castellanos. He had a really good year. He's been pretty solid for his career. This was really by far his best year. His first um, all-star season, he won a Silver Slugger. His first um, season receiving MVP votes in 2019. He had a pretty solid first half of the season with uh, Chicago. Had a 1,000 OPS in 51 games. Um but was traded to uh, was traded from there or to there from Detroit. It'd been okay for the rest of his career, like it, not anything too spectacular. It had an 850 OPS in a couple of seasons, 2018 and 19 combined. Um, both of those years were 850 and above OPS, 814 OPS for his career, which is fine for a guy who doesn't really play defense. Like it's just okay. He's going to be 30 heading into next season, and um, yeah, I just I don't feel super great about it i don't think he's worth two-thirds of the next uh, of the rest of this budget and uh seiya suzuki projected to have 11 to 13 million dollars average annual value deal by uh evan grant of the dallas morning news so let's average that out to 12 million dollars i'd say he signs about a five-year 60 million dollar deal um Let's see. We're going to go ahead and cross off Nick Castellanos. You are donezo. We are not signing you. That is not happening. Um, we have $40.4 million left to play with, and uh, we are not spending that on Nick Castellanos. Sorry, Nick Castellanos. Best of luck to you wherever you sign, and uh, I'm going to miss the memes that I could have made if you signed with the Rangers. But say they don't get Marcus Simeon, maybe they look more seriously at Nick Castellanos. I'm not exactly sure, but still $25 million feels like a lot for him. Um, 
But, you know, if that's the market, that's the market. And there's not a whole lot of other good outfield bats. Seiya Suzuki, can we can we do this? Can we do this and feel good about it? I don't I'm not sure. Let's let's go ahead and, and jump back to that in a minute. Um I need to do math with, with these pitchers. So let's move on. I only got three pitching targets. There's only three guys that I really want in my heart of hearts in the best of this world. Obviously the first is Clayton Kershaw. According to a pitcher's list projection, an article they wrote at looking at his innings, his um, workload, what other pitchers his age have gotten with regarding their workload and their previous level of success, which not many of them had the previous level of success that Clayton Kershaw had um, throughout his career. Very few people have uh, won an MVP, have won as many Cy Youngs as him, have three Cy Youngs to be specific, um, have been an eight-time All-Star, have won an ERA title five times. Yeah, five times. Not many people have done that, entering their age 34 season. But he has been mired a little bit with injuries the last couple of years. Only 121 innings this year, missed the playoffs. Um, Hasn't pitched 200 innings since 2015. Did pitch 160 plus in uh, 2017 all the way through 2019, but did not do that this year. Was just shy of 150 innings in 2016. It's just been a really solid workhorse, but... The back issues plus the elbow issues that are new this year are a little scary. But this projection is lower on the year's side, higher on the average annual value, which I think no matter what the actual number ends up being, I think that's going to be about what it is. But this projection from Pitcher's List has him at a three-year, $81 million deal, $27 million average annual value. I think that sounds about right. I, I think that sounds right about on the nose of what he's looking for, what he might get. It might take a little bit more average annual value, but we're going to go with this projection um, because that's what I say. And it's the best one that I could find. And it already confirms what I already thought. So maybe a little bit of confirmation, confirmation bias in there. Um, but that's fine. Um, who cares? This is my podcast, but I think $27 million average annual value. Three years sounds about right. I don't think he's going to go much more than that, no matter who he signs with. Um, so let's see. We're going to do this. Da, da, da. No, no, no. Hold on. I'm trying to do math. I have a calculator and everything. I, I learned from the last time that I tried to do math. Um, all right. We're going to go 40 minus 27. That leaves us with $13 million average annual value left. Unless you can find... Uh, a pitcher for $1 million, or I want to boost up to $110 million or so um, in my projection for what is going to happen next season, um, or going to be the payroll next season, then I don't think Seiya Suzuki is going to be signed in this scenario. Goodbye, sweet prince. I will miss you. I will be very sad watching you hit bombs for some other team. Um, but I, I think that it, that would be too much. If if we got literally everything I wanted, I feel like that would be too much for this projection. The Marcus Simeon plus Corey Seager already felt pretty ambitious, but getting three all three of the bats that I wanted most, I just I can't I even in my most even in my most, you know, I don't know, optimistic is the word I'm looking for. Even in my most optimistic projections, I can't I can't let myself believe that hard. Because some part of me is going to actually think in the back of my mind, the little places that's crazy and stupidly irrational and hopelessly optimistic. It's like, oh, 
yeah, I know it's not going to happen. But what if it did? And that thought is just going to sit there and gestate and grow until it doesn't happen. And then it's going to break me. So I'm not going to let it. Sorry, Seiya Suzuki. My dreams are of you are gone. But if Marcus Simeon doesn't happen, then Corey Seager plus Seiya Suzuki feels pretty good and more reasonable. So we are at uh, $13 million left of payroll after this. Um, and we've got two pitchers to look at. Now, John Gray is uh, was projected to sign in the next, or is projected to sign basically within the next week, according to John Morosi, um, who is of MLB Network. He said to look at the deal that uh, Stephen Matt signed as a barometer. So Stephen Matt signed a four-year, $44 million contract. That's an $11 million average annual value. Let's say he does that exactly. Let's say he does exactly that. You get a right-handed guy who, for some stupid reason, the Colorado Rockies decided, you know what? Nah. Nah. We're not going to sign this guy um, to any kind of deal. They also said that they wanted to be competitive, which is just absolutely hilarious because um, they're just so bad. They're not going to even sign him to um, the qualifying offer, so he comes unrestricted. Same with Clayton Kershaw. I believe Corey Seager is is restricted. I'm not exactly sure about Marcus Simeon as well. But if you give up a, a second and a third round pick to get Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon, I'd say you absolutely do that 100 times out of 100. Even if that second round pick is pretty high, you're still going to have the third overall pick in this upcoming draft. You can probably get Jace Young. Please, please get Jace Young. Um, and feel pretty good about that or some other very high quality player with the third overall pick in this draft. Um, there's, there's not usually a lot of bad players. Um, pick number three, sometimes they end up being bad, but they're not bad prospects um, or potential prospects at the time. So there's also Carlos Rodon at uh, two years, $30 million. I've seen multiple different things for him. Maybe 30 million is too high. Um, but I say if Carlos Rodon is only an option if you miss out on Clayton Kershaw. Um, I did look at Marcus Stroman, but it, it seems like the Rangers are not one of the finalists in Marcus Stroman. I would have liked him here, but they are not among five teams that have been mentioned as pretty much finalists or the most serious about him. So that's fine. I think the Rangers are pretty pretty highly targeted in on Clayton Kershaw. I believe they have been linked to John Gray, um, or at least mentioned that they have had talks with him. Um, again, John Gray is an Oklahoma native. Um, went to high school in Chandler High School in Chandler, Oklahoma, went to college in um, Eastern Oklahoma State in Wilburn, and then went to OU. Um, made his big league debut back in 2015. Has had a, a 11 career war, a 5.59 career ERA, and exactly a 5.59 ERA this season, which is, is kind of spooky and, and nice. Pitched nearly 150 innings this year, 149 to be specific. Um, it's been pretty, just pretty solid pitching in uh, Colorado. I mean, his numbers don't look super impressive. He had a 4.59 ERA, like I said, this year. His career best ERA was in 2019, his age 27 season, um, when he just had the best year that he's had so far. Um, like I said, in 2017, he pitched 110 innings, um, struck out 112, had an ERA plus of 138. Um, he had an ERA plus of 104, so above average pitcher. I think $11 million for four years. Sounds about right. You just want a solid guy you can you can count on to be a veteran in your rotation, eat up some innings, and be a number three-ish guy. That's about what he is, and that's about what the Rangers would need him to be. You will already have your 
ace your hoss who might be slightly damaged goods but the promotional value alone plus the value of him just being around these young pitchers in clayton kershaw is going to be absolutely worth 27 million dollars a year if not more so feel pretty good about that also you don't need a, a number two starter behind him this year because you're not going to compete and you're not going to find a guy who's going to be willing to be a number two starter that you can get both of those guys and the middle infield that you want and Kershaw and, and anything else. Like it's, it's just not going to happen. So plus you've got a, y- a lot of young guys coming up that I think will be about ready, who will be meriting a spot in the rotation, if not being, you know, top of the rotation guys, but I, I feel pretty good about this. Um, so let's, let's throw Carlos Rodon out. I have given the Rangers Clayton Kershaw and Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon. I have said goodbye to my hopes for Seiya Suzuki, Nick Castellanos, and Trevor Story. Also, my hopes for Carlos Seager, or Carlos Correa, not Carlos Seager. Combining those two into one guy would be interesting for sure. But Clayton Kershaw, I said, will be there as well. I had $14 million left after the Kershaw signing. And so we have John Gray here, and we are going to put him in the highlighted column, which means that he is going to be signing here um, in this wonderful projection. So, um, yeah, that puts the Rangers um, two million at $98 million added. Um, so let's see, 51 plus 98. I know this is simple math, but I'm very bad at math, all right? And I want to get it right. $149 million. That puts them at $149 million in payroll. That would be, um, let's see, what year is this? 2022. As of right now, what's committed Hundred and forty-nine million would put them pretty high up there, um, behind the Mets, um, and just ahead of the Phillies. But again, that's before anybody spends any money. Right now, the Rangers are sitting at um, forty-eight million, according to them. Actually, hold on, let me double check. I was looking at the wrong thing. All right, um, yeah, no, that would put them. Hundred forty-nine would put them at uh, seventh, in between the Angels and the Phillies, which. If they were top 10, that would be really great. I think a lot of these teams are going to spend some money. So the Rangers won't be top 10 with a $149 million payroll. But I, f- I feel good about that. So my best case scenario in this in this world, this beautiful world that I would like to live in, I don't know that I'm going to. I don't know if it's going to become the reality that actually happens. But in this beautiful world where things are nice and, and good things happen to me personally, and to the Texas Rangers, the Rangers will sign Corey Seager to a 10-year, $300 million deal. They will sign Marcus Simeon to play second base at a five-year, $148 million deal. They will sign Clayton Kershaw to a three-year, $81 million deal. And they will sign John Gray to a four-year, $44 million deal. That's, that's a decent team. That is a much more fun team. I think that team loses... 90 games 90 games would be a 12 win improvement for this team which would be drastic and for spending 100 million dollars um i think i think that might be about where they are um again to actually be competitive if they actually wanted to be like around a 500 team they'd probably have to spend maybe 160 million dollars because i think they would need three more bats like pretty decent sized bats um and three quality starting pitchers. So this doesn't quite get them there. Maybe a leap from Dane Dunning into being a number three would get them there. Maybe Taylor Hearn being consistent number three or number four would get them to 
below 90 wins. I just, this team was so bad this year, and they have so far to go. And unless there are some leaps and bounds improvements by some of the guys who are already there, I still think this team is going to have a losing record next year. But if they sign these four guys, that is just so much better than last year. It is a fun team. It is a up-and-coming team. It is a team with some big-name veterans that you can watch and feel good about and be like, yes, I would like to go spend $50 on a ticket to watch Clayton Kershaw play baseball for the Texas Rangers. That would I would like that a lot. I would like to spend $30 to go see Marcus Simeon and Corey Seager on a John Gray start day. I'd like to see that. That'd be fun. And Adolis Garcia also doing his fun thing and hopefully Josh Young being up and doing his fun thing, still being a rookie. Maybe Nathaniel Lowe making some improvements. I don't know. But if that was the team next year, I would be over the moon, jumping for joy. If they got Seeger plus Kershaw plus Gray plus Suzuki, which feels like more realistic, a more reasonable thing, I, I would feel very good about that. Um, if they just signed Marcus Simeon and um, Suzuki, Kershaw, Gray, feel good about that too. Um, but yeah, this is my... Me at my most optimistic, I feel, it feels good to be a little bit of an optimist again. It, it feels good. It feels right. I'm not going to do it too much because this team has been pretty bad. And, you know, optimism is for times when your team is coming out of a rebuild or actually good or just won a World Series. That's when it's time to be optimistic. During the middle of a rebuild is not necessarily a time for optimism. I'll go with skeptical optimism for now. Skeptical optimism that this team will spend more than more than $60 million this offseason, maybe less than 100 Maybe they spend 80 Maybe they spend 75 Maybe they spend 70 I don't know. But it was nice to have this fun. So thank you for making Locked on Rangers your first listen of the day. Make sure to go follow me on Twitter at Bryce Patrick. Follow the show at Locked on Rangers. Go subscribe on YouTube. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'll be back on Monday, and I'll be back on Tuesday with a special guest for episode number 500 of Locked on Rangers. Um, I got three guests planned for next week. Once we get those dates nailed down, I will let you know what else is happening. I might even have more guests. I don't know. We'll see. But thank you guys so much for listening to Locked on Rangers. Have a happy Thanksgiving weekend. And until next time, don't forget to enjoy baseball. <laughs>